0: Along to the Wiseman Say podcast, we have another game against the MK Dons to talk about two in a week, and we have another game midweek against Shrewsbury, I believe. Yeah, great starting mm-hmm. it. Um, showing the levels of research, There's um, just thousands of games. we so We like, played, played them recently as well. We did, yeah, we? We, did yeah, play yeah. It, we did, yeah, okay. We actually
1: beat them at home, yeah, we, you know, we're at that wow. stage that, of
0: the season, aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, great start, well, isn't
0: it? <coughs> First time listeners will be thinking it's a bit of a shit show. Like, um, well, get
2: used to it if you if you're staying around for more. Episodes. People just chipping this in without it.
0: like anyone being introduced <laughs> or anyone knowing who's on or anything like that. Long Starting time as you listeners will think it's terrible. chaos. So, chaos, you know. it is chaos to suit the weather outside. Um, right, who have we got? So you'll probably have worked it out. Joining myself and Gareth, we've got Craig Clark and we've got Mickey Loff as well. All right, All lads. good.
2: Yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I'm tired because we were watching
0: that yeah. American Super Bowl shite last night. That's all correct. All the early hours, yeah.
2: Uh, Mickey was up watching the cricket after two hours. Kip as well, so it's not just me. Hmm. Um, but yes, I am tired because I'm. I'm one of those. I, if I go to bed late, my body wakes us up at the same sort of time every morning. Anyway, you know, and you just you're in a routine, aren't you? So I'm absolutely battered now. Mickey, I don't know how you can cope with your you're two hours, mate.
3: Well, I've just used to it by we... now. To be fair, so we just plough on. A bit a like a, a bit like this season, we just plough on, don't we? Don't particularly enjoy yeah, it. Just
0: well, well, pair it's, it's becoming difficult, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you know, we, we so we played we played M G Don's midweek in, in the in the um, in that stupid cup thing, and uh, we you know obviously both teams made changes and stuff, but we we. Dispatched them, really. I was exact word we? I was saying Yeah, Steve. we did. Dispatched. We, you know, we, we did, We, we, we did, did we, dispatch them, yeah. We did, and then we got a goal up so early in this game and everybody's sitting back thinking, this is going to be a nice afternoon, isn't it? And then, um, oh, yeah. and then a response from MK Dons made that first half in particular very uncomfortable for us.
2: It certainly did. It was um, defensively, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> Johnson had talked about Wright being missing and how that had caused us issues defensively because of his lack like missing his leadership. Well, he didn't have the best game on on the weekend, but <clears throat> I think uh, Danny Collins mentioned on the commentary about Willis having to come in late and how you won't have warmed up as hard as you would if you were expecting to be in the uh, in the team. That's just the nature of the beast for substitutes. And I do wonder whether we were a little bit disorganised in part for that first half because. We had a new left back. We've got a right back. We've talked about who isn't a right back and doesn't look very comfortable there. I think Wright would have probably played on the right-hand side if the centre-backs had <coughs> Flanagan played because Flanagan Flanagan usually plays left centre-back. There's a lot of reshuffling going on there and I think it showed. I think we were we we're naive defensively and that's, that's being kind.
1: I just felt we didn't do basic things like trying to charge a ball down like letting somebody have a shot from 20-25 yards repeatedly you know basic errors from the goal I know the lads on the reaction pod said they thought thought you know Burge made decent save for the first goal the second mm-hmm. one was a decent save but he shouldn't have to make it because the, the first save is pretty much a basic save it's straight at him and the, the you know that he's pushed it straight back to one of their players and then when it's a bit of a scramble to recover, so um just lots of basic errors, um which is really frustrating, I think. And that's been I think that's been a real, you know, feature of our season where it feels as though we You know, when we used to watch the Premier League and it was always like oh well on this at this level if you make one mistake um you know, you you get punished and that's it. Um, And it feels as though that's almost transpired to this level a little bit, where we do seem to get punished very easily for our mistakes. If you look at the goals we conceded in tight games recently, that's cost us points. You know, the whole game's a prime example where Burgess dropped the ball, Mm. Matthews against Burton, where he's dropped the ball. um, You know, (coughs) Burge a bit iffy against Gillingham for both goals. For even the first game of the season, you go back Bristol Rovers. You know he comes out for a cross after three minutes, flaps about, you know, and then Portsmouth you, you gifted them two goals. Wimbledon at home, McFadden tripping somebody over in the box for no apparent reason. You know, there's so many. We we haven't conceded that many goals. So I know. Probably I probably listed. Two thirds of goals were conceded this season. There, but on the and flip, it, on the flip it's our, side, it's our fault. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid. I suppose to to
2: count well, not counter it, but let's be honest. By half time, we we were kind of lucky not to be further behind because mm. they did did carve us open. What I agree, a lot of it, a lot of our um, undoing is our own sort of. Work, we kind of undo ourselves. Um, but they were actually they play they did it at the stadium of light as well. They played some nice football yeah. between the lines, and their right winger Laird I thought was was uh, really good. They, I, I sell, that's one thing you get in this league. Wingers aren't just they, they, they're obviously not going to be perfect because it's League One, but they are quite physical and powerful. The wingers, and one thing I worry about maybe Vulcans is, is he going to have time to get up to speed? At playing yeah. first team football which he's not used to and he doesn't look the most athletic footballer does he um i don't know what other people think about that i mean he's obviously got time to bed in but the difference is normally when you when you get a loan player who's a young player right Like take sanderson as an example although we haven't used him very often or you look at some of these other clubs that have got six seven on loan they've been able to bed them all in from the summer. Or well, pre-season whenever the season began, obviously it's generally generally a bit weird to
0: say. Work. Because, well, We're kind of asking a, him to the come in in the, really of to to really well in the middle of a season and get up the past, speed. But ge- as a general like that, rule, that's, that's a much that's more difficult thing. I think. To try and do the, the business in the summer. I guess it's you know one game for him. Doesn't doesn't yeah no I know you weren't but I I but it, it's even harder to tell what somebody's good at and bad at because just because they were bad at something one game doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad at it and stuff and and vice versa so I'm not writing and, him um, off. It, it would be By interesting see means. what it's like you know what he's like in other games when we're maybe um, see what he's like oh, defensively when we're really under the cosh because I don't uh, although MK Dons did put us under the cosh we the the performance level improved after that. Um, after that didn't it? Do you think Mickey as a as a as a keeper you've had your say on Burge? Um I just think, you know, we, we seem it's another one of these conversations we seem to have all the time and Garv's made his feelings very clear on here about Lee Burge. You've made your feelings very clear in the group chat and then the rest of mm. us counter counter that by saying, Well, it's League One and it's you know, look look at the look at midweek, the MK Dons keeper for example. Um this is something we see regularly week in, week out, isn't it? And it, what it does is highlight how good John McLaughlin was, and how how having a keeper to that standard, we could comfortably comfortably have the extra four, five, six points that would have us right in the mix.
3: It certainly does. However, I think that I don't think it's an excuse to just say, "Oh well, Lee Burge is standard, for the level." Because we proved in John McLaughlin that there are better goalkeepers out there who we can recruit if we get it right. And when you look at John McLaughlin's career, he's not played a huge amount of football above League One level. I mean we all like joke on saying oh like the SPL's like kind of a like, conference standard and all that, but there is an element of the truth is it's not a great league and even now he's at Rangers, he's warming the bench and Alan McGregor who's like really kind of getting on in years he's their first choice goalkeeper. So I just think that it's certainly possible to get like people who are good who are good goalkeepers at this level and we saw with John McLaughlin the value of having such a good goalkeeper and I don't think we really appreciated what we had in him until he went because I think I said at the start of the season that a lack of a quality goalkeeper could arguably cost you the opportunity to get promoted and I'm not saying that Burge necessarily has so far but what I am saying is like Gareth alluded to him and Matthews between them have made a series of mistakes which have cost us points and if you even cut that total in half we're much higher in the league and we've got a better chance of going up automatically so I just think yeah, sorry, so I just think, um, I know with the salary cap and that, I think maybe it was a little bit remiss not to try and strengthen the goalkeeping position in the January window because Are it's been evident even? that it's been a real weak sorry, spot of yeah. ours throughout the season. Yeah. And I just think Burge in general, he doesn't inspire me with confidence. It's not even so much of a mistake that he makes, it's the fact that during the game, like every time the ball goes near our penalty area, I'm watching the game feeling slightly on edge.
2: Well, I, 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 Gareth, I'll let, obviously you were going to say something, but what I would say is, to repeat what you said before Gareth, we haven't conceded many goals. So how good are the other goalkeepers in this division? Because teams aren't creating wonderful chances by playing great football in this league because we've seen every team and that's not what happens. So my opinion remains that Burge is probably about par for the level. They just make mistakes in League One. He's no, he's no way you could have him in goal when, you, if and hopefully when we get promoted. He's, he's not going to make it in the championship. And he is certainly flawed every goalkeeper you're going to get flawed in this league
3: I mean, well, but then the again
2: their goalie does. But then again, no,
3: this, this goes back to kind of the point we've made before about how shocking our recruitment is and the one thing in League One with the stature of club that we are, we should have the best recruitment in the league, we should have the best scouting networks in the league and I just think it's unacceptable that when it's such a crucial position like goalkeeper and it can cost you so many points that we should be able to go out and get the best goalkeeper in the league. I know that sounds very simplistic but I just think that it's a bit, little bit of a cop out, just to say, oh well, you know, like goalkeepers in this league make mistakes because keepers at all levels make mistakes, and I just think that we should give ourselves the best possible chance of like minimizing them. I know what
0: you mean, I make. Mean, I, I, I just think, yeah, I, you, I, you I, you just you it, to bit. me, it, like I'm, I'm with Craig when I, I'm not using it as an excuse to sort of defend Burge, but I think it's just highlighting that actually we are just more average in that department and par for the course, like Craig says. And I know you, you said there, McLaughlin's got a range. he's just warm on the bench, but. If he was to get a move away from there, it would be above League One level, in my opinion. It would be, it would be
3: championship. But look at his career. When's he, when's he sustainably played well, above League One throughout his career? Could,
0: possibly a point the two I'm seasons he had for us were the best he's ever had.
2: But the keeper as well, Mickey, uh, you know, as you'll, you know, aware, how old's McLaughlin? 30, 31? Yeah, and you know, he's probably got a number of years left in him, hasn't he? so maybe he's coming into his prime. And let's—I suppose one thing you would say is you are right. We should be doing better in recruitment in all departments, not just goalkeeper, but certainly that position included. And one thing that we don't want to say is regression, and we certainly have regressed from McLaughlin because McLaughlin would have been fine in the championship, in my opinion even if it was just before you moved on to someone better. I think you've nailed it there because I think what's happened with the goalkeeping department, and I think Steve alluded
3: to it there, it kind of just sums up the kind of league oneification of Sunderland has took place over the past kind of 18 months or so. Because yeah, I would, when have, you look, I would agree with that. When you look across the board, you look at the players that we could kind of rely on in our first season in League One, particularly like Ross's early days. And you look at the players we have now; it's like night and day, isn't it? And you kind of look back at the squad we had when we first came down. I know it was a bit chaotic, but you think, God, like, how did we manage to not get promoted yeah. with that squad? Like, oh, now I it, totally it, it, agree. it looks every inch now of a squad we've got. I'm not. I think we are slightly better than mid table, but it is kind of like a middle into like above average like League One squad
0: yesterday and getting depressing myself about it that, that exact point that you like you think back to that squad that that Jack Ross had and I know he made a joke didn't he initially when he first came about counting how many players were turning up for training and, and that kind of stuff but in reality he's got McGeady who was a couple of years younger than he is now you've got Lee Catamol you've got Josh Matchett you've got John McLaughlin and George Honeyman in a good and playing. Brian um,
2: Oviedo there was a lot of players in that and that like look we we haven't recruited well but players we signed that summer were the better probably included most of the good recruitment that we have done barring maybe like jordan willis who's then proven to be a bit injury prone most of the decent signings came in that summer and we seem to have progressively gotten worse in the transfer market the longer we've spent in this division so it did, We have regressed constantly, little, and we're ho- I'm hoping we've plateaued yeah. and can well.
0: There's still stop there's still time to judge this one, point. I guess, isn't there? It? Because it's Lee Johnson's first, and oh, this yeah, is to to put his own yeah. spin on it. And I think you know, from from what I can see, um, from what I can gather, what a lot of people were saying were was that um, perhaps second half in particular was the the first time, besides that Lincoln game, where we can start to see a bit of a a change in yeah. mentality and and approach and and the way the players are playing the game do you think that's
3: fair? I was just about to say that I think Saturday despite the fact it wasn't perfect which I'm sure we'll come on to even more kind of later on but I think there's a lot of positives to take particularly from that second half performance I think from 35 minutes onwards I think we were kind of in almost total control of the game and I think if a side had created the volume of chances against us that we created against MGA Dons we'd be sat here saying oh how have we got out with that with a point so I think the second half um, the mentality was spot on we played on the front foot we really tried to get at them I thought Jordan Jones looked really positive when he came on possibly should have got himself a goal when um, the ball kind of broke to him when White and the keeper had that kind of coming together in the penalty area obviously we had the penalty shout and then McGeady's missed that chance at the end which ironically if you wanted the ball to fall to one player in that scenario you'd probably pick in McGeady who I thought was excellent at the weekend, so I think there was plenty of positives to take out the game. And if we can put together a performance like that tomorrow night, which again it's about backing it up, then there's no reason at all why we can't go and beat Shrewsbury. No, and we'll
0: we'll come on to the to the Shrewsbury game in in the second half um, of this. Uh, Gareth, your your thoughts on the on the sort of new look? Well, it's not new look; he's been trying it for a while. But um, on the second half, it seemed mm. to suggest. Sunderland, we're moving and advancing, do you think? He's pulled the face, he's not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just... I uh, just kind of think it feels a little bit like the change in shapes, just... an unnecessary indulgence at this stage, I would say. In my opinion, I think it's... We could easily do what we're trying to do, or want to do, with a with a more traditional sort of... You know, four-three-three, three, something like that. Especially when you're trying to get players to understand. Um, you know. It's, you,
0: he f- doesn't. He's, he's doing this now. No, I destroying off. his
2: equipment, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. Absolutely fuming with so. that. fire. There we go. Yeah, it just feels <laughs> as though, You know, you could you could do the same thing with a more traditional system that like a 433 like like we did at Lincoln i don't think it needs to, it's a 442 people like trying to dress it up 4222 like i'll of, play
0: that on championship manager like, uh, 97 ninety eight.
1: like a 4-2-2-2, very successful as well it's not it's a 4 <laughs> yeah, it's a 442 four, which leaves us you know woefully exposed in the middle of the park if we can't get our foot on the ball and it was alarming at the weekend how because they tried to get it get at us and we couldn't cope with it generally we play teams and they sit off um, and let us have the ball and then it's up to us to break us break them down which we find difficult sometimes in that shape with a, with a, a man missing in the middle of the park we find it difficult to get on the ball um, and as a result you know when we get when someone's really coming at us um it just you know we we, we we can't get out we can't get out on the ball you can't get any passing going um and yeah, it's all right it's all very well saying yeah you've got a spell and, and and it looks pretty for 30 minutes but in the second half but game last 90 minutes you know i just feel as though if we if we took i think we'll overcomplicating it a bit i feel as though we could do we could just simplify some aspects of it and then Implement some principles and build it that way, rather than you know going right. We're going to do everything at once because it's the positives being we have got results.
0: I guess he could, um, one
1: way good look at. But we haven't we haven't got we've got we haven't got enough. I don't think we've got enough. We haven't got enough wins against the teams. We'll, the we'll, we'll we see. We'll got see. We'll, see, we'll see what happens
0: <laughs> yeah. going forward and whether he would be. Um, uh, vindicator vindicated for this Johnson but
1: I, I guess Wait, I, he went with a four he went with a four three I, three against I know, uh, so all like big, you know th- this, game.
0: this this particular formation and, and where he wants to play, he's sticking with it, isn't he? And he's been stubborn with it. And I, I'm guessing one way he could look at it is to say, well, we're not picking up points now while the players are getting used to it and we're not falling way off the radar. By the time mm. this clicks he might have the confidence we can go on a run. Now we'll only find that out if we do click. And we do go on a run. But, well, but, did but, we? But that's that's question, But if we thing. do, then, you know, if he starts to, you know, because sometimes a manager will come in and they'll just try everything and try this and try that. And mm. Chris Coleman springs to mind in, 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 in a way for that. And and then one criticism when everybody's got the power of hindsight is always to say, why didn't he just stick with his belief and try and, and, and see it through and try and drill that mm. into his players to play in a certain way. And he's doing that, isn't he? You can't say he isn't. He's not, he's not, he's not shaking this off.
2: Well, the one thing I'll say before you jump in there, Mickey, was to speak to Gareth's point, I think this is the conundrum he's got, right? O'Brien and White look good together. That first goal for us comes because they're close together. Now, if you get rid of one of the strikers, which would be O'Brien, that changes. Also, to, to agree with Gareth, I don't think it's just a problem in the middle of the park. The wingers are, being, are playing high and quite narrow, which means the full-backs... Who especially power isn't a fullback, look exposed, and I don't think it's any surprise that the tar- other teams are targeting us in wide areas defensively, and that was what caught us out yet again on the weekend. Uh, I do think that's a that's a symptom of the system. I also f- I think mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again. Do find it slightly strange that you want to play a system where you're bringing in out and out wingers like McGeady You've signed Jordan Jones, Gucci, yeah, You can play him centrally, but you know he's he's kind of using him as a winger. And then you're narrowing it. But well, why are you doing that if you're bringing wingers into the team? I don't. It's I just don't narrow. understand that.
1: Defensively, I know it's a bit of a, a trendy thing, isn't it, to defend the width of your box in in recent years. Um, and you know, we we're just incre- like defensively incredibly narrow. I don't know if we're just thinking, you know, if we, we flood that area with bodies we should be able to clear anything that comes in. Like, we might not get the first ball, but we should get the second and clear mm. it if we... And we do get a lot of bodies around the ball in the box because we are narrow, but I just feel like it's... It's chaotic. I mean, it is like we panic. It looks like we're panicking. Like, yeah. when we get put under pressure sometimes, when when we, when a team has a lot of the ball, I do feel as though we start out with like, oh, we're, we're not used to this because we've usually... We usually we've usually got the ball, um, and I just think it's a, like obviously Vaughan's first game and all that. But I just thought he was he was very poor. I thought um, hopefully he'll get better. I didn't think he was. I thought he was worse than the pads, I don't know what. Well, let's on let's, that, on that let's one game. I'll tell you what. But it's only, it one, is. It's only one game. We'll I'm go, we'll like go through
0: the how we, how we think the track I know we've already kind of done this, but we'll you know now we've seen some of these players play a game or two. We'll we'll. Look at the Shrewsbury game and we'll also discuss some of the players we brought in and whether we think they, they are going to improve the team and see what we think about that. So we'll take a break and then we'll do that.
1: Well, it is incredibly cold outside at the moment um, and uh, that means that you are going to need to wrap up warm when you go on your government allotted lot of exercise. Um, <laughs> and what I would recommend, if you want to look, you know, I would argue, pretty sexy. I would argue on sexy. your walk, mm. maybe if you want to attract uh, you know, a mate during lockdown. Jesus. Um, then I'm, I'm, I, don't think,
0: up, I don't think guidelines encourage that. I'm <laughs> trying
1: to come up with it. well, if you want to attract a mate from a um, a mate, a single person, a single person household um, who is not currently bubbled with somebody else. Ga- Gareth's um, turned into Attenborough. He's like, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm to during COVID, with, the,
2: hu- the human exits a yeah. abode <laughs>
1: searching for a mate. I'm trying to mix it up, Craig. I'm trying to. Sorry. Make, you know, we, how many times we've we done this plug?
2: That's tr- well yeah sorry. Yeah,
1: um, but I'm just adding
2: to the vibe you know just bringing yeah, in some Amber's yeah, exactly. advertising FTT. I mean what so could I'm you saying,
1: want? Ba- all I'm saying is that you know you will look very attractive in an um from the terraces court a long sleeve polo if you like Wind Mickey you hard you'll sweaters. go outside in a, a, a short sweaters. sleeve polo mm. you know you, you'll go out there and do that so if you go to from the um and use the code um WMS 10, um, you will get 10% off the entirety of your basket. Yes. So fill it with items. For and baskets. maybe you can find a mate in lockdown. <laughs> Close
2: <laughs> Garrett's
1: like a terrace. mixture of.
2: Uh, it's like
1: Tinder meets Attenborough. Yeah, exactly. Terra- I mean, you know, it's an idea. Go on Lo- the terrace
0: for all seasons. FTTT right, I know what you're talking.
1: That's from it. the terraces and
2: Tinder from the tinder
0: yeah (laughs) anyway we can't give you discount anything anything else far from from the terraces yeah (laughs) um we are are playing the people charge for
1: things on tinder
2: yeah there's there's like paid uh, services on there and stuff eh? really oh yeah and And most things are like that now man gareth you know like uh, no idea you download like most apps games and stuff like oh, the, the oh, okay. you in with like say whatever game game is and then <laughs> they encourage game, you to tinder pay though, for stuff it? once you've once you've got it don't
1: tell what, what are the what are the what are the premium options on tinder
2: like unlimited likes all oh, right okay stuff like that you can do all this <sighs> yeah. shit on it as well but i mean gareth missed that, all
0: this this uh, new the new wave yeah. i met my i met my wife in the park in the olden days and around
2: park. Yeah, <laughs> Explain. We're teenia- as yeah. We were oh, teenagers, teenagers, fair enough. Yeah. A, <laughs> I was going to say, what? He's not a predator. He's not a predator.
1: No, I, didn't, I, didn't, no,
2: I was just intrigued <laughs> by the setup here. I was wondering where it was going. You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. did she? <laughs> she
1: was just in the park. and There's mm. Stephen comes out of the bushes. <laughs> 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 I've
2: got an image of my head of you, of you like in a bush, like and your head <laughs> just peering out of the top of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You had hair then, so you probably blended in. That was I the did. idea. That was the idea.
2: Mm,
0: Dude. right long hair shows how long ago that was. Um, it was I, fine you know, know what, When it was
1: fine, to just loiter in parks. It was yeah, innocent. it was fine. Nowadays, it you've got to be acceptable. You've got to be in and yeah. out of park got, quickly, haven't you? Because n-
0: it's like nowadays yeah. you expect it to be an online perv instead. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> 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 I've <I'm laughs> lost of a train of thought now. Shrewsbury. It will never, <laughs> never, ever not be depressing to talk about playing Shrewsbury. I was thinking this <laughs> when I was listening to the. I was listening to the pod last week. I think it was last Monday when I couldn't come on. I was listening back, and I think Chris was talking about how accurate and Stanley are on the same points of us with games and hand and I was thinking Jesus Christ and like if somebody hopefully like listens back to this in 10 years time and just thinks you know you're talking about like the, the mighty accurate and Stanley being on the same amount of points as Sunderland and Shrewsbury sorry if that's arrogant and big but it's just a it's just yeah. a fact and we can't allow ourselves to think no. that this is alright yeah. and we can't allow it. We, we can't just become comfortable with the fact that Sunderland are playing MK and Shrewsbury in, in league football it's absolutely mind blown still and um, you know the the quicker this bloody takeover that's the (laughs) longest longest running takeover in the history of takeovers it's been going Um, since
2: they arrived at the club hasn't it I mean the club's basically been for sale from the minute they took over still going eh?
0: it's been with the AFL like you know every time you get an update the update seems to be it's with the AFL now well I wonder what the next do you
2: reckon the next excuse is it do you reckon it's, it's either I've got two for you Brexit that could affect things Paperwork They've Can't get it through the tunnel. of have already used that one. They've already used Scratch that one, that then. Yeah. It's got to be the snowy conditions then. It's the we'll only proc- possible yeah. excuse. They'll probably, they'll, announce,
3: they'll probably say if a takeover's got long covert or something.
2: Well, there you go, yeah. It, oh, God, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> well, you know, let's hope it happens and, and quickly. And I think yeah, it the, needs to. The, the stuff that's happened behind the scenes suggests it is happening. I think we're all, we all know that, but... Uh, I think we just need we need a, we need another lift because we're not quite getting it on the pitch in any way. Do you, think, it, do you a, think
1: the takeover as it is today is the same on paper in terms of the terms as it was when they announced it on the 24th of December?
2: I think it has to be Gareth because that was be. what was submitted. I think the only thing that can hold it up is what Alan Nixon's reported. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I don't think... From
0: December, it's probably the same. It's probably yeah. changed a lot since we first heard about yeah. it in June or whenever it was. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: <it's... laughs> in, in, in 2019 or whatever. Yeah, assuming,
0: that, that's, you know, I've... circumstances have changed and developed since then a lot. But I think, like yeah. Craig says, if the, that was what they went public with, and unless they've gone... They have this strange tactic sometimes, mm. of, of making things um, public, and I don't know why, I don't know where, when, I don't know why, but... Yeah, that, that's what we need we need Keep a boost now off of the field I think even. definitely that's right. but well
2: <laughs> Kirill, obviously we've said this last week but Louis D- Dreyfus commented on, on the fact that he was buying the club I don't think once they've submitted the paperwork I mean I could be wrong but I don't think they can make substantive changes unless the bid was kind of withdrawn <laughs> and then the paperwork was resubmitted now could that happen without us knowing about it I don't know you'd have thought it would have sleep Nixon's been bang on the money with the takeover stuff since these came in so you'd have Mm -hmm. thought if there was any substantive changes i think he would have reported on them by now whereas he seemed to be saying they just need to basically sign off on whatever it is that the afl are asking them to sign off on now it's another week since we were sitting here talking about it and it still hasn't happened so i don't know how long it takes for these people to to confirm what it is that they have to confirm but I suppose the longer it goes on, the worse it does make you feel about it, mm. doesn't
0: it? I mean, it, it, it has to. Just, it's, you can't blame some of the fans are feeling anxious about it when it's gone on for months and months and months, and you keep getting told at every at every stop and every turn, it is just don't be patient because every time it's two weeks, it's two weeks, it's two weeks, and well, anyway, well, it's it's, it, it, this is the thing though. With, it,
3: you know, it's a boy who cried wolf syndrome. Like the moral of that story, there eventually was a wolf. You know what I mean? But like when it comes along, people aren't going to believe it, and I think this is what's happening now.
2: Well, I, mm. I, I think speaking, speaking to that and speaking of the name speak, Speakman, uh, when he was talking on the podcast with uh, Frankie and uh, Danny Collins, after the initial sort of, there was a bit of management speak in there, which kind of grates on me a little bit. But after that, yeah. he started to talk about the substantial kind of plans that he's got. And, but a lot of that is going to rely on what he was talking about next steps, which are bringing in the team to support him. We need to recruit probably 30 plus staff. Now, I know other people have come in in January, but it's not exactly, it's skeleton still. The academy still needs staffing. He, people talk about data, sort of signings based upon data or whatever the hell they want to talk about, right? He needs a recruitment team to work with who can identify targets and analyse data and, and, you know, find players. That still isn't in place yet. And we haven't really had a recruitment team at the football club. We've had Tony Corton then nobody yeah. he needs that support as soon as possible and it would seem the only way he's actually going <clears> to get it is once his takeover is actually you know, rubber stamped so it's not just a case of us being anxious and nervous about whether it's going to happen mm. it's impeding the progress of the football club when it comes to the summer We, he said on that podcast we've got templates for being promoted which he said again is the aim of the football club and a league one template if unfortunately yeah, I like we don't that. I like that a lot yeah but yeah. he can't go about sorting out that on his own. That task is monumental. If that if they want to do it properly, he needs multiple staff members throughout the football club. Yeah. That won't happen until it's it's M- the Maybe, done. Maybe um
1: what we need to happen is red and white army to come out and say we've contacted it's... the club to ask what's happening because he yeah. usually wants All to the... do that within two hours. <laughs> There's like a leak somewhere that yeah. comes out and it's like this is happening
0: and everything's fine. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But anyway, um, that's, that. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention to maybe maybe, is, the, maybe is, the local press you know. can start asking those questions as well. Just to just to ramp just to get some answers, like you say, and some clarification. But um, I, I like that what Speakman said. Like you said, Chris. it feels like a while since somebody's had that sort of forward thinking way because it's so logical as us and we've spoken about things like this over years. But yet whoever's been in charge of the stuff at the club's never been able to. To, to take any other approach than just like, you know, almost panic buy and transfer deadline day or just go for somebody who you've heard of. Or go for um, Fabio
2: Barini over and over yeah. and over again <laughs> yeah. until eventually he signs for you against and, and, his and, wishes. And,
0: and, you know, and the proof will be in the pudding Warner because like, yeah. you know, Lee Congerton said, Lee Congerton was very impressive when he came in, I remember as well, and said similar things and people really liked what he was saying and he was saying, we'll go, on, we'll, go we'll go and sign, we'll sign him. Um, Foreign players who are comfortable on the ball, but they've got like an English heart, and that's the kind of mix. And and this thing that Speakman keeps saying about um, you want a team to represent the area, and you do, but we've heard it before. We have heard it before. And I was close to turning that podcast off until you told me to stick with it, Craig. Actually, and I'm glad you it's, did because it, it did imp- it, it did improve after the first sort of eight it's minutes. Eight minutes. To, it's funny. He Steve. needs to remember. He needs to remember that he's not speaking to board members. Yeah. He's not trying to sell sell anything. The corporate talks not. Needed. John McLaughlin's not here anymore, um, so <laughs> he'd, like, love, he'd, he'd love it. it. He'd, he'd love it. Him and
2: <laughs> <captain> <laughs> would be out now, just like you know, having a socially distanced business meeting. <laughs>
0: I hear, I hear, I hear enough of this at work when uh, when we have meetings and, and you're getting brief from the top. And that, do you know what I mean? Oh, but uh, let's, let's anyway, like, we're you know, focus more on the yeah.
2: actual football, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, there's not much to say. We're playing Shrewsbury. Forward. It was a labored It was a labour introduction of game against Shrewsbury, I guess. Um We've played them recently. They, they've actually got a decent record against
2: some of the sides at the top, mm, I yeah. think. Don't concede many goals, do they? No. no. It, it, it's um, one of
3: them. Like If you look at it purely on the side that we faced a few weeks ago, everybody was quite rightly very annoyed about the performance, particularly in the second half. But like you say, Steven, when you look at the results of beating Lincoln, um, Doncaster, Peterborough and of have um, also beat Hull, I know Hull aren't in great form, but then they failed to beat Wigan, so it's kind of like this league in a the microcosm, there's just no rhyme or reason mm. to it, and since Cockrell's come in, to be fair, they've only lost two games, and one of them was obviously against us, and the other one was against Crewe, who were banging form at the minute, so I'm not saying that we should figure Shrewsby or anything like that, but I do think it'll be a tough game based on the results they've put together lately. I
0: mean, at least we're playing away. <laughs> yeah, usually helps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you know, you're not longing for home comforts anymore, are you? Like we are, we've been significantly better away from home this year, so it's all—it's quite depressing. You say say that, but you know that—that that is, if you're looking for positives and 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 um, and things to be uh, optimistic about, then I guess that could be one. What do we think about the 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 we we've gone over the left back? I think. Um, what do we think generally about the the other guys who've come
2: into the side? Well, um, Winchester couldn't even make the squad on. Well, was he injured he's or what? Back, yeah. yeah, he's out, he's out yeah, for a week. Like... He's injured, is he? All right. yeah, or at yeah. least that mm. explains his complete disappearance because it was a little bit <laughs> confusing. Uh, mm. Although, to be honest, right, I think Dan Neal, who only got on the bench because of Flanagan's injury in the warm-up, he deserved... Uh, I'd, I hope Winchester doesn't stop him getting involved in match day squads because, well... I mean, what's Winchester going to do in the next few years compared to what Dan Neal could potentially do? And I'm not going to go mental about bigging the lad up, but he looked very, very good in the latter stages alongside Grant Ledbetter uh, in that midweek Pizza Cup game against MK Dons. I don't know what other people think. Pizza. I just don't see what the point in Winchester is anyway, which I've said like every time and I need to stop repeating myself. But I, there's a difference between whether you are a player or not and... I just don't want to see the same with Diamond. I thought Jones looked all right. Like, well, he kind of runs into people a lot, which pisses us off. But I don't want him to stop. If Diamond is going to be here in the long term, Jones is here till the summer. I hope Diamond still gets chances in the team. Yeah,
0: you need a balance, don't yeah. you? Because you you, the short termism needs to be Sunderland getting out of this division because it's not sustainable, as we keep saying. So if there's any time for us to look up and be a bit more to the short term I could I could understand it being why my league one but you're right I don't, and I don't think it will I think he likes to have options he, he likes does to make he rotates as we've seen yeah and I think that's definitely the one refreshing thing into, in relation to the previous manager um who we had, but Jury's still out on Jones then, we're saying it's a bit too early, isn't it? To I thought, you, I like, a bit enough. too early for them all, really,
3: yeah, to be fair. I thought he was decent on Saturday. I think his intense good. I get I get your point, Craig, that he does kind of like run into bodies a little bit too much, but I like the fact he's got energy, he seems like quite powerful when he's on the ball, he's quite quick. So mm-hmm. I think I think him and Diamond are very interchangeable. I think yeah. that I think that they're both great options to have off a bench, which is good. We're having kind of like multiple options in the same position, that's um, that's really good. I think he possibly should have scored on Saturday as well, which obviously he isn't should. ideal. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think um early days suggests he could be a good side and and if anything he takes a weight off Jack Diamond because I think I I'm not going to say that he's been um, kind of relied on too much since um, Johnson came in, but he has played a lot more football, and I think there's an expectation on him to hit the heights of Lincoln all the time. And I think having someone like Jones who can kind of take the weight off him is good for both
2: Jones getting the minutes
3: and Diamond to kind of take the pressure off him. What about uh, what about players
2: is a good oh, thing? Sorry, what well, I was going to say, what about Lyndon Gooch Because as he, do you, do you see him? He played in that diamond position. I think Jones is going to play from the left, actually, because he moved McGeady across when he came on. What about Lyndon Gooch? What, do you see him maybe coming into the? I there, don't think he'll play tomorrow.
1: You don't think he well. No, he's, play, he's been out ages, and he yeah. played. He played two games on the bounce on the bounce, pretty much, hasn't he? So mm. I would say probably I would expect him to come out for Jones. I think, I, I, yeah, no, I'm saying I, I expect Gooch to come. No, out I'm saying for played. Jones. Do you expect Jones yeah. to come um, in or? I don't know. I mean.
0: I think he'll possibly, start Jones. If he's, start, if he's, if he's Jones brought him off the bench maybe. the weekend, th- yeah, I th- oh, that's who I think he'll go for. But if he plays Jones,
2: think, he I likes think, to play him on the left, I think. So that'll be I, interesting.
1: I mean, O'Brien's like an interesting one because I, I feels like you can accommodate him in in the shape in a, in a 4-3-3 and maybe have him a bit like Maguire used to. Uh, it was almost like Maguire had a bit of a free roll from that right-hand side where he's mm. just drifting. in. I think if you gave O'Brien the licence to do that because... You know, we did pan him when he first came. He was rubbish, um, but he got injured. <laughs> I almost forgot about him when he was injured. And when we played the Wimbledon game where the when we got hit with COVID, and it was just like, oh, I forgot about him like as an option. Um, and since we've been back into the games after COVID, I think he's been excellent. Um, his touch, he's, he's got a touch of quality about him on the ball. Um, he is, I think, his, the quality of his... Um, you know, influencing the goal was, you know, it was class. Like for yeah. this yeah. level, to take was. that ball down, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get it with Magadi in those three touches, um, a difficult ball. Um, I think you know he's he's scored, he's 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 created uh, goals. Um, so it would be harsh to drop him. Um, so I'd be thinking, you know, could we, could we put uh, almost a bit like we had. Gooch, McGeady and Wyke could O'Brien do that sort of, or, or Maguire Gooch and, sorry we had Maguire, <laughs> Gooch and Wyke didn't we, sorry, not McGeady so I'm saying we, could we have McGeady or Brian doing the Wyke role Do you think he's going to No, I don't think he will, I mean no. <laughs> i, I mean, tell you. I who's... think. I,
0: th- I, I think. He's, like you say, Gareth. I think he just thinks. O'Brien's oh, bringing the best out of Wyke and White is the person who's bringing us the goals at the moment. Yep. And uh, and then he can still get two attacking players, wide players on the pitch. Um, so I... at the same time, he what he, he, he wants all these attacking players on the pitch. I think would be his, his logic to think we've obviously got a midfield that's in his eyes good enough to to play
2: that way. So I thought an interesting one was. The f- I thought 0-9 in midfield, I-, I envisaged it as you're kind of describing the system, Gareth, as a like 4-3-3, where 0-9 would be at the sort of yeah. peak of a triangle, if you like, in the middle. Yeah. I didn't really anticipate him playing in a midfield two alongside Grant Ledbetter. And that was a mistake, off. yeah. But in the second half, do you think it worked or not?
3: it worked in the fact that 0-9 got his goal when he did kind of grow into the game but I think that was because we were just like naturally on top and had a lot more of a ball I think if yeah. we I think if we took the lead and we had to kind of sit on what we had for a little bit I think we would have been exposed again if MK Dons had had a lot of a ball because I just think that um, playing O nine 9 in the midfield too it's just it just doesn't work I mean there uh, doesn't have the legs to play in the two anyway and then you're relying on 0-9 to play as like an orthodox centre midfielder whereas like you pointed out he plays at the kind of like the tip of the triangle. Angle while he plays off a striker, that's where you play all 9 if he's going to play in midfield. So, as I say, Saturday it was a weird one because I think that we certainly should have won the game, and we second half was a a good performance in comparison to our recent ones but I still think there was just a lot of mistakes particularly with personnel I mean another one which I know we touched on briefly but Jordan Willis coming into the team when we know he's got an ongoing injury problem yeah when we've got Sanderson sat on the bench it's as if we've permanently got Sanderson sat on the bench in case a disaster happens and he can cover all bases but I don't I think that's that bizarre Yeah, I just don't think it's particularly fair on him because obviously every time he played, he's got composure. Like if somebody, if a man kind of gets a beating of him, he doesn't panic and foul him. He just gets back, wins the ball, like recycles it. I think he enjoys defending, which for kind of like a young centre half, maybe isn't like as typical as it used to be. He's quite robust. He's obviously like athletic. So I think that Mm. he he deserves more game time. And I just think when Willis has that injury, I think it just caused unnecessary disruption and chaos, which added to our first
2: half display. Interesting thing about Sanderson for me would be he's clearly not a left-back. And I'd, I'd, I'd put on the on the Twitter and the account on the weekend that like, kind of what's he got to do to get a game. And if there was a bit of a mixed response, some people saying they didn't see it. And I do take the point he did do some silly things on Saturday. But he's a centre-back who can play right-back, covering at left-back. The lads played in the championship for a team that was chasing promotion. He looked to me, again, we're basing this on one performance from Volkens. And this isn't just Volkens' performance. For me, it was the way he looked. He doesn't look like an athlete. Doesn't look very big, doesn't look very physical. Sanderson looks more ready to me. I don't know what you think. He just looks more ready to play first-team football. Now, why you wouldn't just use him at right-back? When power, I mean, he's all over the shop
3: defensively, power. I think my general point is, though, so I think that's just a great example you said there, Craig, about playing power out position. Like, I get everyone's point about the system, and I don't particularly like how narrow it is, but I think even more importantly, I think the personnel is wrong in so many areas of the pitch, and I just think it's so easily remedied, like you say, just um, whether you play or 9 at right back, whether you play Sanderson at right back. We've got much better options than power, max power, rather rather than trying to make him into something he's not and then obviously that like, kind of limits your options in the midfield and I just think that because we're not putting like, personnel in the proper position sometimes it just creates more and more problems all over the pitch and like you've alluded to before, Craig, sometimes it overcomplicates
2: it Well, that's the thing for me I, I, what I will say and I'll go back to what you said Stephen was, has it clicked? We'll find out tomorrow I know what you're saying Gareth and I'm kind of with you on the system but he's going to play it the same way. And we'll know if we've clicked yeah. by how we start tomorrow. If we continue in the vein we finished on Saturday, I'll be really confident we can go on a run. If it's another first half or another 30-minute spell and then we're under the cosh a lot like we have been in games, you'll still think there's work to do, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the, the system, you know, and, and you know, you'll know, you hear a lot of ex-pros kind of saying, all your supporters talk about systems too much. True. You know, there's probably there is an element of truth in that. Yep. However, you know, in terms of you know your way you want to approach something, I guess you you know, in terms of your starting positions in certain passages of play, um, you know that can be affected by the system itself. Um, so, in like you say, you would expect the game. The, the, us to set up in the game tomorrow the the way we have set up for the vast majority of the time, we've been, you know, under under, um, Johnson, which is with that. Well, it's four. It's four four two. It is four four two. It's a narrow four four two. That's all it is. People need to like, you can stop gilding it. You know, it's just a four four two. And that's, and fine. that's to, fine. That's fine. If that's what he wants to do, then fine. If it works. But he needs to do, you know, he needs to ensure now that, you know, we we start to win games consistently because. <coughs> so sort I'm of looking at it, and I mentioned it the other week after the game previous that to get what eighty to get eighty five points we have to, we have to go at two points a game, just over to get ninety two we have to go at eight point three eight point sorry eight point three. Two point three, two point four points per game to the end of the season. That um, means winning what? Like
2: it's kind of like you're saying. You've you need to win be fifteen. Se-
1: they need to win fifteen games. We need to be getting. We need, getting
2: there. Se- we need to get seven points from every three games, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, so <sighs> so the next, if you look at the next batch of ten games, you know, if you break it down like that, we need to get. We need to be, if we want to be going to two points a game to get eighty five points. If we're talking about automatic promotion, you know, we need to be. You know, we've all got from that back box of ten games. If you say we, we've we've taken one point, so we need to win the next one to get up to that two points per game.
2: And then but another really, big
1: game on the weekend that you probably need to win on top of that as well to
2: bring yeah, you up oh, to the Dunk seven. To,
1: they have to beat Doncaster because they they're in a in, they're in a very strong position with that, yeah. with those games in hand that they've got
2: and a winnable game tomorrow as well. So yeah.
1: So I guess you know what you'd say about Don. I don't know obviously the lads will cover up on Thursday, but they, we've got a very good record against them generally. Mm-hmm. And it's mad to think that they are in the position they are because when we played them, they were diabolical. <laughs> they were absolute rubbish. Like and <laughs> obviously that was the end of Parkinson, wasn't it? That game. Mm. And got sacked. At they the w- end of they went. A, they
0: went in a good run after that. Donk. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they're they're, right. yeah, but I think they went life. right but um, that
2: that tells you what that mm. says as well. Not. I've noticed people talking about how we are. We're, we're on like whatever. We don't. We haven't lost many games or whatever. And it's like, yeah, we didn't lose many games under Jack Ross. Not losing isn't good enough. The stat you need to be looking at is yeah. how many of those games are we winning. Yeah. Wins are what matter. Yeah. We can afford to lose games yeah. if we're winning the rest of you them. You can afford
0: to lose exactly. You know, we've just drawn two games. We could have. We could have lost one of those as long as we won the other one, and we'd be better off.
2: Uh, the, the, the loss against Plymouth isn't a big deal if you win those games. But when yeah. you're drawing them, you have to then win the one that you've lost because you otherwise you're just you know nowhere near the two
1: points a game that you need. We need to start take, you know, we need to start winning some of those big moments in games as well. You know, do you know you look at the the games in the last week where we've conceded in the last minute, um, and then we have an opportunity on Saturday to win the game in the last minute, um, and rather than Burge making a big save for us on Saturday previous and then McGeady scoring this week, we fail to score and we concede. And we those four points, We look, everything looks a lot better than we three points oh, off, off the automatics. Yeah. So, mm. um, you know, those big well, moments. And, and also the big moments. Remember Malia Miller's goal against Derby under Keane? I always think about that where, you mm. know, that was a big game. I think we were about ninth and we scored in the last minute, won the game and I think we went up the table a few positions and then that was the start because we started to believe that we could, you know, we could, we could win these games win the big moments and we need to start doing that now.
0: Right. We do and hopefully we will because we, whenever we talk about now's a good time to put a run together and we never seem to do and we always end up losing so he's hoping we do and the lads will be back on Thursday um, to talk about um, whatever happens Uh, Tomorrow night, and to look ahead at the game on Saturday. So, as always, thanks for listening.